Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing a real piece of Route 66 history. You may know about it, you may not. It's Lucille's historic gas station. And later, mountain bikes in Midwest City? I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So it's it feels like we were talk, just talking about my, mountain biking. Podcasting should be like riding a bike, but I feel like I'm a little bit out of practice. Okay, I'm, we may have to scrap this whole thing. I, I'm not Why? sure what's going on. You made it through the intro without yeah. a blaring reason to restart the intro. I've trained my whole week for this. <laughs> so we have missed a couple of couple of days. We have missed a couple of days. Maybe Brett, Brett has like 900 children now. Yeah. So you please excuse Yeah. Anything. Please ex- give me I'm sleep deprived. I'm I'm just deprived. <laughs> Emotionally drained. So there may be things that come through the microphone that that get that don't get edited out. Right. Well, let's get to the meat of the subject. I think right. we've made people wait long enough. Absolutely. So you may know this place as Lucille's Historic Gas Station. You may know it as the Provine Service Station. Heck, you may even know it as Lucille's Plane. Really, yeah. But whatever you call it, this historic Route 66 stop is an absolute must-see. It's close to Hydro, Oklahoma. It's on the National Register of Historic Places. And it's one of those things that you can't, like, you really have to go see. Yeah, seeing, not and we'll get into the why, but seeing is actually believing. And let's talk about historic registry for a second. There have been a, there's been a lot of focus on Route 66 over the last few years. People have slept on this. There's a lot of history there. Absolutely. And this goes way back. This, yeah. This fueling station. Uh-huh was built in 1929 by a gentleman by the name of Carl Dittmore. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the last known examples of the two-story gas station where the owner actually lived above the business. I have never, and this is probably why, I've never known of a two-story gas gas station. It's usually <laughs> the, you think of it, well, you do, you think of the old, the old uh, DW, you know, drive-up service stations where they come out and, Clean your windows, check your oil, and I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a two-story service station in person. You've in seen, person, you've definitely seen. I've one. seen it, but not in person. It is a real unique kind of slice of Americana. Yeah, and I feel that way about all of Route 66. And it, Route 66 is becoming a real draw for the state of Oklahoma. And right now, tourism is the number two industry in the state. Number. Two. I'd love to know what number one is, and it's not tourism. That's another podcast. So this gas station. Yes. This thing was open from 1941 to the year 2000. That's a long time. Right. It was operated by a lady by the name of Lucille Hammonds from 41 until 2000. She passed away at that point in time. She actually became a piece of Route 66 lore herself. Really? She was known as the mother of the mother road at the end of the Great Depression. Jeez. Due to her, her generosity, her right. unwavering generosity to people that were traveling on Route 66 across the country. Yeah, she would exchange gas tickets for appliances and occasionally buy people's cars and send them out west by bus to look for work. I mean, I don't know. that. It, 
that's something you just there's you don't hear of anything like that. So the actual story of the gas station, though, when they took over, is yeah. kind of kind of messed up. Okay, going to be a hundred percent honest on yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. Her and her husband actually acquired the gas station literally just a couple of months before the U.S. entered World War II. And when the U.S. entered World War II, travel across the country pretty much stopped. Oh yeah, you weren't traveling. You weren't loading up in the family truckster and, and headed east coast, west coast. Right. Everything was focused on the war. I mean, how long do you think they had a fair? They had the fair during the war, for crying out loud. Right. But she was still, you know, all through those years, you know, taking care of the travelers as they came through, helping people when she could. And I, I think it's a real testament to the quality of people that live in the state of Oklahoma. Now, the completion of I-40 in 1971 actually cut off direct access to the gas station from the highway. Mm. But she stayed in business for another 29 years. That's pretty big. And I think a, a lot of that, I really think it comes down to reputation. You've built a reputation, and people will, will flock to you, even if they have to take a, a detour or cross construction. It, right. I mean, even if you've been putting out a, a weekly podcast regularly for like two years in a row, and right. then you, you just, just stop doing stop it. Stop doing it for a couple of weeks? Yeah. If you've got the <laughs> reputation, people will come back. Right. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> right. Now, the service station itself is yeah. no longer in operation, mm -hmm. but you can still go for a photo. Right. And the outside of the service station has been restored. They put up a historical mar um, historical marker, which recounts the family story right. and, and how the, the station ran over the years. One thing that's interesting in, it, in kind of doing our research throughout the, the, the lifespan of the show, one thing I, I didn't know is once you make something part of the National Historic Registry, they can't, you can't tear it down. They can't turn a gas station into a pizza parlor. They have to keep the building almost identically to what it's been for the last 100 years. Right. And the problem I have with, I know a lot of communities that they have dwindled those opportunities to do that. I just don't understand. There's so many landmark locations. And there, I could take you to one right now, and it's about 40 minutes away. And I'm like, you guys are going to let this thing burn to the ground? I just Dude, don't understand. I promise you, if they took the service station and actually ran fuel into those pumps. Oh, yeah. You could charge $25 a gallon for gas at that gas station. Yep. Have some people dressed up like the old service station guys come out and clean your windows and check your oil, there kick is, your tires. Right. I would go. Like yeah. I would pay $5 for a candy bar, especially if you got some of the old school candy. Yep. Like for sale there. In the, yeah, or anything like that. But yeah. yes. Now, one of the things that you may notice in your mm. travels in Oklahoma. Sure. You may actually run across a different place with a similar name. Yeah, in Weatherford. Lucille's Roadhouse, which is a Route 66 themed restaurant, mm -hmm. like you said, in Weatherford, was actually inspired by Lucille's service station. And we're going to obviously be doing a show about Lucille's Roadhouse well, in we'll the have near to. future. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we now that you've, you've put it into the universe, we have to, even it take, if it takes us two years to do another show. <laughs> We're going to circle back to Lucille's service station. And speaking of circling back, yeah, we'll be back with some information about mountain bikes in Midwest City right after this. So, Harley, you've been getting your uh, 300 per kid? Negatory. Really? Are you refusing it? Yes. 
in favor of not paying the balloon payment in, next year? In favor of the government not deciding that they're changing the rules or my tax bracket or something whoa, at whoa, the whoa. end of the year. What do you you're are you saying they are doing that? Or are you No, is, I'm is saying this all... I'm saying in theory, if they decide yeah, you never qualified for that, so you owe us. Right. I, I don't want any part of that. Now I'm concerned because <laughs> I've I've tried not to spend the money. I put it in savings. That's probably a good plan. But I don't I don't know if I'm ready to pay that balloon payment or that by the way, like you just said, I need advice. You do, and I think <laughs> not from you. I think the person that you should reach out to is not me, but not may, a, yeah, they're not maybe, conspiracy. Maybe Justin Holiday, yeah, and his team over at Holiday Tax Group. Well, yeah. In the sad news is, I don't get twenty percent off. But if you're military or teacher pers- personnel, twenty percent off any tax service you have through them. And they are uh, family and locally owned and operated since 2010. So if you would like a free 30-minute consultation, give them a call, 405-730-3100. Or catch them on the web at HolidayTaxGroup.com. That's Holiday with two L's. We're Southside kids. We're not far. We grew up not far from the Middell area. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that mountain bikes, I always think of F-14s and F-18 Hornets and the AWAC and the the C-130. I specifically got into some hijinks in the Midwest City area. It's not hard to. It's not hard. I was into my teens, dude. It's not hard to do once you cross over 29th and I-35. You're on your own. But we we do have a story from the Midwest City Beacon. Yeah, the author was Jeff Harrison. Dateline Midwest City. Right. Uh, The headline is Business Looking to Enhance Mountain Biking Trail uh, from August 4th, 2021. Apparently, there is a local entrepreneur who plans on developing a facility, Mm -hmm. mountain bike facility, uh, that's going to cater to mountain bicyclists at the Soldier Creek Industrial Park Trail in Midwest City. My question is, how do you cater to a mountain bicyclist in an urban industrial area? Okay, so apparently... This is something that people have actually thought about a lot. You and I, not the biggest bicyclist. Right. I'm going to say I don't think I've really ridden a bike since I was oh, 12 or 13. Yeah, it's been it's been double digits ago. Yeah. But apparently Hub Bike Park LLC mm-hmm. wants to include an outdoor entertainment space, yeah. bicycle rentals, repairs, a training course, a restaurant and a brewery, which maybe you and I might be interested in. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I just, here's the thing. I have a hard time wrapping my head around mountain biking in the city. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to watch. I just don't know how it... Well, the park actually has a lot of trails already in place. Really? This is kind of a compliment to the park and the trails that okay. already exist. So... And eventually they want to, they hope to host bike races and events there at the mm-hmm. at the park as well. But they bought this two and a half acres from the city of Midwest City for a whopping $71,000. That's not bad. That's, whoa, for 2.7 acres. Man. Prime real estate. Is it? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. It, it obviously it was a good enough deal for them. So Robert Coleman, the economic development director for Midwest City, said, their business is not industrial in nature, but what they want to do 
would complement what we're already doing on the trail. I so, mean, why not? You know, promote outdoor activity. It's not. It's not a connected to a Wi-Fi signal, which I think is is huge. Now, um, as far as the the company that said that, in they believe that Soldier Creek Industrial Park Trail is a hidden gem mm-hmm. that could develop into a destination for mountain bike enthusiasts and families. And specifically, they were quoted as saying, we want a place where people and families can come and spend the whole day. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I fancy being outside, especially anymore. If you're going to be out there promoting something, an outdoor activity, given the current climate that we've been in, I'm excited about that. I agree with you 100%, and I say as long as you're out there promoting things, events, places in the state of Oklahoma, I would say tell a friend about the Only an OK Show. Absolutely. Nice segue. I was sitting here thinking, how do we pivot that? And you stole my thunder because I'm not around. (laughs) But yes, definitely tell your friends, tell your family. We're out here promoting you guys. You know what I mean? Tell everyone. Well, this has been the Only an OK Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. internet again we're back to doing it all over it that thing sorry we're doing that thing that thing that thing in a world where putting things on the internet is fun children gather round it's that time again what time that time (laughs) children gather round children gather round turn down the lights because it's time to put things on the internet. Are you ready? We are back and we're ready. We're back and we're ready to talk about the things that you want to talk about. The things that are important to you. What are the things that are most important to you? That's what we're here to talk about. The things that matter the most to you. What are they? Call us 460-460-ONLY-AND-OK-SHOW. Okay Let us know. What you want to know about, and uh, we're going to find out the answers. Well, it's time to find out those answers. We, you know, we had the secret trivia question, and uh, the question was, "What is the what, what was it? Oh, yeah, uh, what is the air velocity of a laden swallow?" And uh, the answer was African or European. So uh, we did have a winner. Uh, who? Oh, we don't have a winner. Okay. Well, we thought it was Bill Beverly. Uh, we thought Bill Beverly was the winner of the, of the secret trivia challenge. And, uh, turns out, uh, we don't have a winner. And I gave away the answer. So the game is over. <laughs> Nobody wins. No one gets to win. No one wins the secret trivia challenge. I remember when I was a young boy. Why is there children that are crying inside of the house? There are people crying inside. Can we not have kids that cry every five seconds every time I try to do something? Oh my god. Oh my god.
<laughs> On tonight's show, we're giving away a hundred thousand. That's right, a hundred thousand peanuts that are wrapped in chocolate with caramel. <laughs> What's going on? Why is I cannot work under such conditions? I told you when we moved the studio to the daycare. This was te- you said this is temporary. You said a lot of the kids quit coming because they had some violations, so there was going to be less children. You didn't say that the kids that were left here were going to cry all the time. You ain't going to the Beanie Weenie Festival. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, what are we going to eat? Uh, we just go to the Beanie Weenie Festival to, for the food. What do you eat besides... What do you mean you go to the Beanie Weenie Festival for the food? How many ways can you cook a... You have you never had have you never had a beanie weenie that's cooked like a funnel cake? Deep fried beanie weenies. Yeah, I tell you, I challenge you to sandwich that that, that dude right between two deep fried Twinkies and tell me right now it doesn't taste like a peanut butter and jelly. Sandwich. Why would it taste like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I, I'm telling you, I can't explain it, but I I dare you to try it. There's got to be some some festivals that we're missing. Oh, there's a ton of them, dude. The uh, Pea Gravel Festival. DeWalt. Yes, it's in DeWalt, Oklahoma. The Pea Gravel Festival. The Pea Gravel Queen last year, she got COVID. So there wasn't a Pea Gravel Queen. This year, they're going to double down. They're going to let her be the queen, and they're going to have another queen. So they're going to have two Pea Gravel Queens. You don't want to miss it. I go for the food. (laughs) Uh, Everybody (laughs) eating the... The pea gravel eating contest, mm. no teeth. <laughs> I think this one's come. This one's a real nail biter. No, I don't think it's a nail biter. I think it's a pea gravel biter, and we're gonna have a hard time picking a winner. Three, two, one.